Here's a quote from Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Old Marley was dead as a doornail. I don't mean to say that I know what's particularly dead about a doornail. I might have said that a coffin nail is the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade. Maybe you've heard the phrase dead as a doornail, which according to Google means quite dead. In A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens wonders what exactly is dead about a doornail, and that is a great question. In fact, a doornail is not dead because a doornail was never actually living in the first place. Welcome students to Life Science for 7th Graders, the podcast. I'm your host, Miss Hauk, and today our topic is the characteristics of life. Okay, we have five words to focus on today. Here they are, organism, cell, unicellular, multicellular, and homeostasis. We also will have two bonus words, tropism and stimuli. One note on the word stimuli. When I say stimuli, that word is plural. If I was just gonna talk about one, I would say stimulus. You will hear both today in the podcast. At the very end of this podcast, I will go through each word, define it, and use it in a sentence if I can. But you'll probably figure out what they mean as we go. Okay, in order for something to be dead, something has to be first alive. Scientists have a hobby of finding out what's similar and what's different between things, and living things have a lot of similarities. On the surface, humans look a lot different from a bonobo, which is an animal similar to a chimpanzee. But if you look inside our cells, you will find that our DNA is over 98% identical. Do you want to know what's even crazier? If you ever look at a fruit fly, you might think that you have nothing in common, but our DNA is 61% identical with a fruit fly. All living things have things in common. Scientists have determined that there are six main characteristics or traits that is true of every single living thing on the planet. Okay, the first thing is organization. Now don't panic. If you are not very organized, that does not mean you're not alive. Organization, when I talk about living things in science, is not something you or I can control. It comes down to our very cells in our bodies. Okay, you know how like the penny is the smallest amount of money that we have? Or like one little teeny Lego is the smallest piece of a big Lego creation? Well, a cell is the very smallest unit of life every organism has at least one of them. And some organisms only have one. These are called unicellular organisms. Sometimes we call them single cell organisms. Most organisms that you can see have more than one cell. We call these multicellular organisms. So what does that have to do with organization? Well, listen to that word organization. Do you hear the word organ in it? Yeah, I would think about organization like the organs in your body instead of like being organized, even though your body is pretty organized. Every cell in your body works together 
and has a specific structure and function. So think about, I don't know, your heart. Your heart is made up of a bunch of cells. All these heart cells are organized and work together to perform a task in your body, which is to pump blood all over the place. It's different from a rock. If I were to cut a rock in half, well, I'd have two rocks, but if I were to cut myself in half, I wouldn't work anymore. That's because I have different parts of my body that need to work together, that are organized to make my whole body work. So every living thing is organized. Okay, the second characteristic is growth and development. So every living thing grows and develops. Non-living things like rocks don't grow. They just kind of sit there. A unicellular organism can get bigger. It's one cell can get bigger, increase in size, and a multicellular organism will get more and more cells. Think about a baby. My sister Erica is gonna have a baby this year. And at first it started out as one tiny cell and she looked as skinny as can be as if a tiny parasite wasn't hijacking her body, but after months of growing and developing, that one little cell has divided and divided until one day it will be between one and five trillion cells and be ready to meet the world. Right now, my sister, she still looks pretty tiny, but by January, she'll look like she has a watermelon under her shirt. And 20 years from now, my niece will grow up and she'll end up with 100 trillion cells in her body. That's amazing. All right, so we have our first two things that all living things have in common, organization and growth and development. The third thing is reproduction. Remember my sister and her baby? Well, living things make more living things. It's what we are designed to do. Plants make seeds and fruit and those seeds grow into new plants and the seeds inside fruit go grow into new plants animals make babies and cells divide there's two kinds of processes that we'll learn about how they divide mitosis and meiosis i cannot wait to talk about those okay halfway there the fourth thing that all living things do is respond to stimuli. Okay, there's that one crazy word, stimuli. And that is um, more than one, and one is called a stimulus. This is one of the coolest things about being alive. A stimulus can be a feeling or a change in the environment. I could walk outside on a cold day, and sometimes I get goosebumps. That's my body responding to an external or outside my body stimulus, the cold. Sometimes my body respond, responds to an internal stimulus or something that's going on inside me. Maybe I'm hungry, so I respond by going to get some food. If you have ever heard the word reflex, that's a fancy word for what your body does or any living thing does to respond to some kind of stimulus. Plants are super cool at responding to stimulus. They obviously don't get goosebumps or order cheeseburgers, but they still respond. And here is our bonus word, tropism. We'll learn a lot about tropisms this year. 
And that's kind of like a reflex for plants. Have you ever seen a plant that grows towards a window where there's a lot of sunlight? Or have you ever thought about how the plant's roots just know how to grow downward, even though they don't have a brain to tell them where to grow? Well, when they grow downward, that's a special response to stimulus called geotropism. And that's when the cells in the roots of plants can feel the Earth's gravity and they respond. Pretty cool, right? Okay, number five, homeostasis. A cool word and a really cool thing about living things. This is like the thermostat of your body. I am very particular about my thermostat in my house. I like it when my house is 67 degrees. And I know that's pretty cold. I like it because I like to sleep under a lot of blankets while wearing socks and sweatpants and a sweatshirt at nighttime. I love to feel cozy, but if my house is 68 degrees at nighttime, I'm gonna get too hot. During the day, the sun is always beating down on my house, warming it up. But when the temperature in my house rises, my air conditioner knows just to kick on and return my house to the perfect 76 degrees it was meant to be. Our bodies do this too. Think of what happens when you stand in the sun on a hot day. Your body starts to sweat. This is your body's way of maintaining homeostasis or steady internal conditions. Your body wants to cool down. And when you get cold, sometimes you shiver, which is how your body warms back up. Your cells do this too. They get too much water inside them, they can burst. So they have to push water outside or pull it in to keep everything running smoothly. Homeostasis keeps us alive. Remember that the next time you're feeling self-conscious about having sweaty armpits. Okay, number six is our last one and it's energy use. This one is easy for me to remember because I'm hungry a lot. All living things use energy. Energy is what literally keeps us moving. Cells use energy to transport things and make new cells and keep organisms alive. And humans, we get our energy through eating other organisms. So do all animals. Plants get most of their energy from photosynthesis. I personally get most of my energy from Starbucks. All right, there they are, the six characteristics of life. Organization, growth and development, reproduction, response to stimuli, homeostasis, and energy use. Oh, it's so great to be alive. Okay, um, we're gonna go right on to vocab. So I'm gonna read you our vocab words and give you the definitions. Feel free to listen to this part over again to help these definitions stick in your brain. The first word is organism. In the definition, a living thing, something that has all six characteristics of life. Here's a fun fact. Lions are dangerous organisms and should be avoided at all costs. Number two is a cell. Its definition is the smallest unit of life. And in fact, our bodies are made up of trillions of cells. Number three is unicellular, and that is an organism made up of only one cell. And the opposite of that is multicellular, and that's an organism made up of more than one cell, like us. All right, the next word is homeostasis. 
The definition is an organism's ability to maintain steady internal conditions when the outside conditions change. Here's a fact. You sweat when you're hot so your body can maintain homeostasis and keep cool. All right, number, am I on number five? Yes, number five. Stimuli or stimulus. The definition of that is a change in an organ in organism's environment that affects the organism. So the fact plants respond to stimulus in many ways, and one way is called chemotropism, which means their roots grow toward good chemicals like nutrients in the soil and away from bad ones like acid. And our last word is tropism, and that's a plant's response to stimulus. Okay, those are um, all our vocab words, and that's our podcast. If you want to learn more about these topics we're talking about today, you can read Lesson 1, Chapter 1 in your textbook. If you want to know the pages, that is, let me look really quick, pages um, 6 all the way through see, I think 15. Yeah, all the way through page 15. And on 16 in your textbook is even a little review. So if you want to study that material before we talk about it in class on Monday, you can, or you can listen to this podcast one more time. Um, students, I can't wait to see you on Monday. I hope you have a great weekend. This has been Miss Hauk. I'm signing off.